This is the business of sports. Should Major League Baseball shorten up the season? How do we present football to the audience of the future? I don't think that most players understand the power that they have. Michael Barr. The future of IndyCar racing is looking bright. Scott Soshnick. Very basic math here. More bidders means more money. Evan Novi williams The team value has essentially quadrupled. And the leaders in the sports industry. Time to bring in our guest, Hal Steinbrenner. National Hockey League Commissioner Gary Bettman. Atlanta Braves President Derek Schiller. Patriots President Jonathan Kraft. Bloomberg Business of Sports. From Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi williams And I'm Michael Barr. And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast where we... Evan dropped his phone and broke it over the weekend and he's just not into it. Yep. Well, anyway, the two of us. <laughs> I'm ready, Barr. How are you, we? Barr? I am fine. You know, Good. I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony Friday. Cleveland? No, the one right here at the Barclays, man. Oh, I don't know why, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's in Cleveland. No, but the induction ceremony was right that here makes no, at Barclays. That makes no sense right to me. Right in Brooklyn. Shouldn't cool. you have the induction ceremony at the Hall of Fame? Well, you could. Is it, it wait, did the sense. cure get in? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Did you, you see, kidding me? Well, okay, so did you see the viral video where some reporter is like, the cure steps up on the stage, you know. Wait a minute. Wait, we got sound of this. Medina, can you play it, please? Hi. Congratulations, the cure, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees 2019. Are you as excited as I am? Um, by the sounds of it, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, I'm sure we'll get there eventually. It's a bit early, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That sounds like interview, so every interview funny. I do. Oh, by, the, by the sounds man. of it, no. <laughs> hey, speak truth, right? Oh, my goodness. That is great. This had nothing to do with sports business, no. other than perhaps that it was at Barclays Center. At the Center. Barclays Center. Yeah, okay. So, so, you know, a little, you know, little tight. I had to throw that in. But, but, but let's maybe, start Yeah, you remember the, the Cure, right? Oh, yeah. Edmund couldn't name any Cure songs, so to, just to go for the millennial. I even looked up the names of the songs, and they, they don't oh, even ring a bell God all, Well, if you played the songs, I think you know it. Now, I, I, I have to that, admit, yeah. it was my wife that introduced me to the Cure, because I didn't know who the Cure was until she introduced me to it. And right. I was like... Oh, okay. All right. So while right. Eben does not remember the cure or anything about it, I'll bet you he will remember this. Slipping and injured is Zion Williamson. And 36 seconds into the game, Zion Williamson is down. He blew through his shoe. Yeah. Look at his wow. look at his left shoe. He blew completely through the shoe. Well, now that he was down, but now Zion and Duke are out of the tournament. I would think the prohibitive favorite in many betting pools. But, Eben, what we like about this story is what happened to the shoe? Yeah, there seems to be some uh, some uncertainty right now. Um, Zion doesn't know. Uh, I believe some reporters asked Duke, Koshyshevsky, and the Duke Athletic Department. They don't know. People asked Nike. They also don't know. Uh, it seems as though this shoe has either been discarded or is being saved somewhere. You think somebody like, went into the locker room and chucked it in the in the in the garbage? I mean, no. it is, it's trash, right? I mean, I mean I, really nothing to do with it, but the, in this day and age, as you and I have discussed off the air, if you make the last out in the World Series or if you're holding the ball when the NBA championship, when the buzzer goes off, don't throw it. Like, hold the ball. Get it authenticated because this, according to Ken Golden of Golden Auctions, that shoe, the most famous sneaker, <laughs> is worth $250,000. Now, I assume it's property of Duke University, even though it's given to Zion. 
I assume it's property of Duke, or do you no, think it's property, be property of Zion? Of Zion. You I think mean, so? Yeah, yeah. the college athletes, a, the shoes they get are, are are theirs. You know the. But the uniform isn't it? It's still Duke. You know, I mean, I'm sure that they, they let him keep it, but I'll bet you if yeah. if push well, came to shove, I I'll bet you that's property of Duke on, University. I, I don't know about that. Remember all this mess that's going on now with what the the doormats? They mm-hmm. couldn't take the doormats. Yeah. So I'm not sure they could take the shoe. That's different. Sure no, the, the shoe is different. I How mean, different? Th- this thing wasn't it wasn't thrown out immediately, right? They're, they're obviously, we don't know if it was thrown out at all. We don't know. Sure, but Nike inspected it. I'm sure this shoe was put through a bunch of tests for Nike to try to figure out, okay, what what seam broke? What what happened here to make sure this right. thing broke? So it's, this wasn't thrown out day of if it was thrown out at all. Um, at some point, Nike got its hands on this and, and, and really put the thing through the ringer to try to figure out, okay, what went wrong? What happened after that? You know, that that who, who knows at that point? Well, I want to know where the shoe is. Well, and I want to know if Zion gets to keep the money now. <laughs> so put it up for auction and sell it. Let me explain right quick about the doormats. What I was talking about is that some of the players wanted – the doormats that you had, I guess, you know, in the locker rooms yeah. as a souvenir yeah. is a little momentum. But it seems plain to me, Bar, that you cannot just take the doormat. Well, yeah, I think the difference between the shoe and the doormat is the shoe is, you know, it's something that Zion is, is given as a player. The doormat is, is allowed put to down wear by the arena. in games. He wears in practices. Um, and you're right, Scott. I, I don't know for sure. The, the the college athletes that I know, you know, they, they keep the, the things that they right. wear. Because the school doesn't make a big deal but out of yeah, it. If this question, thing was worth $50 million, let's just say, a joke, and Duke made a claim on it saying, whoa, 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 we, give, we issue that to you, but it still belongs to us. Man, I would love it if a year from now when Zion he's is in fighting the NBA, Duke University. Yeah, yeah Zion oh. puts this thing up for auction. That'd I, be well, he, he donated to charity. That'd be a really big shoe. <laughs> it would be. But anyway. anyway. Bet you Zion knows who the cure is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, let's talk about the Final Four. So uh, we have now Michigan State, who took out Duke. Yeah. Uh, I told you my neighbor has a giant inflatable Spartan on his front yard. Oh, I know he. he must I didn't. I have crazy. to go say hi to Chris and say, "Congrats." Uh, well, now I'm trying to think. Now they're are they playing uh, Texas Tech? If I'm right, I and then what's the schedule? Virginia. Yeah, they're Texas Tech. Playing, it's Virginia uh, Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. So it's now. It's, you interested? I mean, CBS not happy. You lost Duke. You lost Kentucky. Brutal result. This is this is not from a spectator CBS. standpoint. This is not what you really I think we're hoping for. Yeah, but I mean, it's still it's the final four. I mean, I know a lot of people now their brackets are all blown to smithereens, so you're going to have a drop off. But at the same time, people are still going to watch it. Yeah, but will they watch it in sort of bigger numbers that had Kentucky been there? And, yeah, and, and Duke. I think Duke is obviously the biggest draw. A potential of a Kentucky Duke final. I mean, would have been just yeah. bonkers from a rating standpoint. Oh, um, and yeah. and now you you run the risk of having. You know Texas Tech. How about Auburn, Auburn Texas which would Tech? Not be, which would not be a. But uh, if you, if you did have Auburn Texas Tech, by the way, on the business side of things, you'd have two Under Armour schools. You've got True. Nike Under Armour, Nike Under Armour, Nike, obviously with the name brands of Michigan State and Virginia. Yeah, this is this would be a. I mean, a, I don't I don't believe an Under Armour school has ever won no. a college basketball championship. They've won football. Auburn did it um, a, a number of years ago. Uh, yeah, this would be a pretty big deal. At the beginning of the tournament, we kind of laughed that you know the, the I believe it was sixteen Under Armour teams. Yeah. There were pretty much none that that anyone had really you know knew thought of as Under Armour schools. Well, you know, two of these teams have have, have got hot and, and at the right time. What do you do with that, Evan? Let's just say, let's yep. say you get Auburn and Texas Tech yep. in the championship game. Obviously, you're going to win in one of them, but they're still a football, both football schools. Totally. 
What do you do with that? No, wait, wait, wait. Like, how, wait. how do you no, sell? You get it? No, you can sell that because yeah. Auburn has never it? been there. Auburn has never, they've I, never I, been to the Final Four. I understand you can sell it. My question is, will you sell because you're selling it? Will people go out and buy these shoes because of the promotion you get from an Under Armour? Well, pe- that, that's my question. People will obviously buy more. Auburn or Texas Tech stuff if either of those teams win the national championship, right? There's a boost there. But, I mean, one of the main reasons these companies do this is that there is inherent, like, name association, right? You don't fully realize it, but if you watch 60 minutes of two Under Armour teams playing against each other, you are constantly bombarded with the Under Armour logo, right? And that means something to you kind of subconsciously as you think about these brands, right? If we see Auburn celebrate cutting down the nets with the confetti flying and kids hugging each other and they're all wearing Auburn jerseys or have Auburn shirts pulled over them, um, those are that's valuable, really valuable branding. Are for we getting for a sponsor brands. ladder and scissor? We have a sponsor ladder. Ladder. I remember the ladder, right? So how about we, we have, have a scissor? scissor? Can we get a yeah. scissor? Can we get, I mean, big logo on the scissor? What's the scissor company? Whiskar? Siscar? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Something like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fiskar? I think it's like, Fiskar. Like, like the zipper is what Y. What's the zipper company? YYZ. YYZ. <laughs> yeah, let me look at my zipper. I, I can't tell. If you look at your zipper, it might say Y2K. It no? says YKK, I think. YKK. Of course, it's upside down. Oh, wait, that's right. <laughs> YKK on your zipper. <laughs> that's a, that's a, um, if you ever listen to Outcast, he says it. Never mind. Ever heard of Outcast? I've heard of Outcast, yeah. I can't get that visual of you just looking at your zipper right there, trying to see what the brand is. So, but anyway, keep keep it with you. I keep it with me. Thank you. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings sponsorship overtime. Yeah, the I actually thought this was fairly interesting. Astute listener or, or watchers of the, of the NCAA tournament may have noticed, but the first couple games that went into overtime, uh, Tennessee Iowa, I believe, and then uh, Tennessee when they lost uh, later on. Both those games, uh, the moment they went into overtime, there was a 30-second Buffalo Wild Wings ad that immediately followed it. That you know, essentially, the voiceover is like, "Hey." We're going into overtime. How are you spending the five minutes before overtime? You should order some wings. It's essentially that, um, which for me, and I'm sure this isn't the first, but it's the first time I can remember seeing a, a targeted ad in that way that obviously wouldn't have run if it wasn't going into overtime, but but directly referenced what was going on in the game you were just watching, which I assume is kind of the future of the way advertisers are going to use sports to kind of keep their advertising relevant. Um, but I thought it was interesting, right? The CBS and Turner, the two companies that own the the rights to, to March Madness from a TV standpoint, also own the, the marketing rights. So this is a deal that they would have struck with Buffalo Wild Wings. It doesn't happen through the NCAA. It happens through, through Turner and CBS. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings went to them and said, listen, for games that go into overtime, we'd like to do something special. Here's what we're thinking. We have a specific 30-second ad. The moment it goes into overtime, we want that to be the first thing showing. Valuable territory. Yeah, it's valuable. Um, and I really feel like this is kind of the beginning of something we're going to start seeing more and more. Why not, if you're you know, an advertiser for the Golden State Warriors, why don't you have a, you know, the moment Steph hits 40 points, like we want this ad to be the first thing running after the break, right? And it says, you know, Steph just hit 40 points. You can get 40% off, whatever it is. That's a stupid idea, but... I think we're going to see more and more of, of these it, these ads that are created um, to to directly reference the thing that you're watching. I mean, that it, soliloquy was sponsored by <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Sorry. Wild yeah, Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, <laughs> if you want to listen to this podcast, speaking of going overtime, Evan. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> now that I'm hungry, yeah, uh, <laughs> this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. Well, uh, Medina, uh, can you play us out with some cure? Oh. This, I got you. Yeah. I got you. You always do. Thank you, Medina. Put it up. I'm not Robert Smith. 
But I'm Michael Barr. Robert Smith has been a guest on the show. Just the other Robert Smith. Yeah, the other Robert Smith. Right. Just who, who mentioned the other Robert who, Smith. Who mentioned the other Robert Smith. <laughs> Along with Scott Soschnick and Evan Obi Williams. I think you're going to give me something good like, show me, show me, show me every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We explore the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business world. If you're still around after Scott's singing, uh, you're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world and online, wherever you get your podcasts.